Hello, hello, hello. Cut the music, cut the music. How is everybody doing this evening? You know, we got a late show on this Wednesday, but better late than never. Promise to make it up to you guys. Going to be doing a second show either tomorrow or Friday. Kind of tighten up that window as we head over to the UFC Apex. As we're going to have Marvin Vittori taking on Jared the Gilla Carrilla, Cannoneer. That's going to be an epic fight. But, 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 we head over and talk about that. How's everybody doing? Hope you guys are having a fantastic week yet again over here in the Midwest and Chicago region. Having finally some nice weather. We have to enjoy it for these next three months because we don't get much of it. We do not get much of it. And that is to say the least. Thank God. Fourth of July coming up. Hoping it's really warm. A little bit of pop culture news before we talk about these Fights that happened this past weekend, UFC 289, Amanda the Lioness Nunez defending her title against Irene Aldana, and pop culture, well, you know me, I like to talk a little bit about movies, and I did not know the, the Flash is coming out, kind of actually excited about that, it's been getting fantastic reviews, uh, the Fast X, I need to get into those. There's like 12 of them. I hear they're fantastic. Never seen one, but that is on my radar. And the biggest surprise for me is the Transformers reboot movie. As you guys know, you know the first two were good, three, and then it kind of started to fall off the wagon because we were just like, all right, like what's, what's going on here? It became one of those movies where you just go for the action and not necessarily the story. But I was very surprised to see the fan reviews to give the new Transformer movies an 89%. Actually, no, it's at a sitting at a 92% for audience reviews, not critics. Because we don't listen to those critics' reviews anymore. Ever since I found out that the critics gave Adam Sandler's Waterboy like a 32%, I was like, all right, uh, well, well, what's going on here? Because you can tell they're just not doing, uh, they're just, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. Just too, too emotionally invested. So yeah, that is going to be my plan. Want to check out The Flash, you guys should as well. And then Transformers, if you like the Fast X, check that out as well. Now, without further ado, this past weekend in Vancouver, Canada, we had Amanda Nunes checking on Irene Aldana. This fight was very interesting because uh, I actually thought that Irene Aldana was going to win. I actually bet money on this fight. It, not not much, but bet a little bit of money. I thought Irene Aldana was going to at least get a knockdown. I didn't really like how in the pre-fight interviews and on the UFC uh, pre-fight press conference, she was talking a lot about retiring, starting another family. You know, she was talking about, she was showing off her new horses, her new farm. And usually when you see that, you know, it's not a good sign for a fighter when they're talking about these things because, as I said in the last show, these other fighters are coming up and they will take your lunch money right in front of you, not even try to be sneaky about it. And I am prepared to eat crow because Amanda Nunes showed everyone, including myself, why she is the greatest woman spider of all time. She has wins over Ronda Rousey when she went in, into that fight as a heavy 
heavy betting underdog. Everyone thought that Ronda Rousey was dominant. It was the trash talking, the first round armbar she was getting everyone. Everyone thought that she was going to do the same thing to Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes in her early career, she was kind of a 50-50 fighter. She got finished by Katz and Zugano. Lost a few fight by decisions, but she evolved and she leveled up and that was her coming out party when she got that TKO, TKO first round stoppage over Ronda Rousey, went up against Chris Cyborg at the time, who was considered the greatest woman's fighter of all time, UFC president Dana White making the 145-pound featherweight division just for Chris Cyborg. She defended her title a number of times there. Amanda Nunes came in there, put her away in the first round, face down, ass up in around 51 seconds. She got the head kick over Holly Holm and beat the 135-pound former champion who is still, you know, not 140, uh, 135-pound champion, Valentina Shevchenko, holds two unanimous decisions over her. She did have that loss against Juliana Pena, but then came back in the second round, in the in the second fight, excuse me, and then put on a clinic and got two 10-8 rounds. And if for the people out there that don't know why a 10-8 round is so significant, each round is scored uh, on a you know 10-point basis. 10-9 is you know all right, you got to give the round to somebody. 10-8, that means that the fight could be stopped. When you get a 10-8 rounds, I mean, the referee could have stopped the fight. The audience, the judges believe the fight could have been stopped. And she got that in the second fight with Juliana Pena and redeemed herself and then came back and beat Irene Aldana to just top off an amazing career. And how could you not be happy for her? She owes nobody nothing in this game. Came from the slums of Brazil used to run barefoot training, came here not knowing English, and then she just decimated the women's pound division. Uh, UFC President Dana White originally said that they will never hold a women's division a long time ago. He opened it up, and Amanda Nunes said, say no more, say less, actually. And she just laid waste to every woman that she was put in face and even redeemed herself if she did lose. So with that, um, Irene Aldana, come on, guys. She she had no answer for uh, Amanda Nunes. Let's look at these fight stats because I love talking about them. Um, in this fight, Amanda Nunes went for 13 takedowns, landing six. That's 46% average of a takedown, almost 50-50 when you shoot. Fantastic. Out of 323 strikes, she landed 196 out of her 323. That's 60% landage through 267 significant strikes, landing 142 of those. Compared to Irene Ahudana's 41 strikes landing. Think about that. Think about that just for a second. Amanda Nunes landed 142 strikes to her 41. And when it comes to total strikes, she landed 193 to Irene Aldana's 57. 57. Imagine going 25 minutes fighting someone and you throw a total of 159 strikes and you land 57. That's 35%. 
not good at all. Just n not good. And some strikes, she landed less than 10. She landed less than 10 in a round. That is criminally low. It, it kind of just looked like when she fought Megan Anderson. And if you guys remember that Megan Anderson walkout, you can look it up on YouTube. She looked like she saw a ghost. She was frozen, deer in the headlights. Any type of analogy you can think of, Irene Aldana just did not show up. She caught her really good in that first round, and Amanda Nunes went, all right, okay, that's not happening again. Okay, you landed that good strike. And that was it. She had no answer for the next 23 minutes. It looked like she was just waiting for the bell to ring for the, for the end of the fight. She was shelling up in the fourth and fifth round, which is not the time to do that because you know you are not going to get back here. There's one thing that we've learned and that we've seen. Sometimes the judges get it wrong and the other person wins. But Dana White has shown that if he believes that you won the fight and you were robbed by the judges, he will still reward you. And he has also shown that if you headline a pay-per-view and you shit the bed and a title fight, you are not going to get back here again. He's not going to give you another title fight. He's going to punish you because you are not giving the fans the money that they paid for. And I, it just feels, I feel bad for Irene Aldana because she was coming into this fight with a lot of momentum. She had two stoppages back to back, and then she got a title shot. This was her moment to shine, and she did not show up for whatever reason. And I just feel bad because she is a great and talented fighter, to say the least. So congratulations to Amanda Nunes. Ride off into the sunset, baby girl. You don't owe us anything. Go have your family. She has a second one on the way. Go retire in Brazil in your million-dollar mansion and just watch the, your fruit grow because nobody, I repeat, nobody is going to be reaching her title record. She has 10 title defenses tying with Anderson the Spider uh, Silva. You probably heard of him. Probably heard of Silva. He is my favorite fighter of all time. And that just lets you know the greatness of Amanda Nunes. Now, the people's main event, Charles Dubronx Oliveira taking on Benil Dariush. Hoo, hoo. Oh, man, what to say? What, what to say about Charles Oliveira? One of the most spectacular fighters of all time. He might be going into the Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame. He is the all-time leader and stoppages in the UFC, the all-time leader in submissions and in fight-of-the-night bonuses, also coming out of the favelas of Brazil. And he showed it. He put a stoppage to Benil Dariush in the first round. It was looking very grim at first. He came out a little bit more reserved. He was still very aggressive, but not how we saw in previous fights. You can tell he definitely learned from that. He listened to his coaches. Uh, he got taken down in the first round. It was looking kind of grim, but it looked like Benil Darius just kind of just used all of his energy because he was looking gassed at the end of that, that ground submission, uh, that, that ground and pound when he had Charles Oliveira in full guard. And Charles Oliveira does what he does, took full advantage of it, 
and finished Benil Dariush with strikes in the first round. And it was just spectacular. Charles Oliveira doing what Charles Oliveira does. And he, in my opinion, and in Dana White's opinion, in the post-fight press conference, stamped his ticket to get a rematch with Islam Makachev in Abu Dhabi later on in October. Holy hell. Who that's so, so just happy and proud for Charles Oliveira. You know, when he first got into the UFC, he was a 50-50 fighter. He got finished several times. He lost via TKO strikes to Paul Felder. Um, that was down at featherweight 135 pounds. And then he just went on a tear, I believe, winning 9 to 10 fights in a row before he ran into Islam Makachev. Has finishes over Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, and Michael Chandler. And as of right now, he deserves all the praise. Says He says he's back. He's starting to speak a little bit of English. He's starting to speak some English. Okay, Charles, I see you. It is kind of funny that the uh, Brazilian fighters, when, when they do speak English, I don't know why, but they just have a really high-pitched voice. I don't know, I don't know what that's about, but yeah, it just could be a, a language thing. Just, it's not deep at all. Like, hey, what's up? It's just really, really high, just like they've been, you know, sucking on helium. But hey, he kicked my ass, so I, I can't say anything bad about him. So. With that, with that being said, spectacular. That's going to line everything up for the rematch later on this year. Don't know what's going to go on between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje fighting for the BMF belt. I don't know where the winner of that goes. I believe the loser should fight Benil Dariush. And now we're getting reports of Conor McGregor is not going to fight Michael Chandler. I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't blame him, man. He doesn't owe us anything. He was at the uh, the game this past weekend. He sent the the mascot to the hospital because he, he punched him in the face. You know, it was it was supposed to be staged. It was supposed to be staged, but I, I mean, I I don't know how you can stage Conor McGregor punch you in the face two times. I I don't know how that is even done. I I'm not signing up for it unless I'm getting paid. You're gonna pay me. I'm gonna do it, but that's about it. Just pay me. But anyways, guys, uh, that is all we got. Not too much in the fighting news. Uh, Juliana Pena saying that Amanda Nunes retired because of her. She's just, she's going her Kobe Covington route. You know, she's trying to play heel. And uh, that's it, I believe, as far as like real big news. Not too much going on. Um, let's see. This upcoming weekend, we have Marvin, <laughs> the Italian Dream Vittori, taking on Jerry Cannonier. I'm going to do a second show for that one either, though that will actually be out on Friday. So check that out Friday. The press conference is coming out tomorrow, so I do want to watch that and see if any little nuggets come out. So make sure you guys tune in. Thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you all next time.